You are listening to The Postcast, presented by the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan, alongside Brandon Piller, after the Ottawa Senators fell 4-1 tonight to the Buffalo Sabres. Ross, our streaming website also fell and collapsed on the game one of the season. That's why we're not coming at you live like we usually do for a postcast, but we wanted to get something out for you in uh, in immediate fashion. Yes, as we always do after each and every games, we're going to miss the comments today, but they'll be back on Saturday when the Sens will take on another former goalie. Pelzi, I have a stat that's going to blow your mind, but Craig Anderson tonight, the star of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Just because you're the oldest player in the NHL doesn't mean you can't hang around anymore. And Craig Anderson proved that with a lot of great saves, especially down the stretch. And Ross, most importantly, he shut the door on the Ottawa Senators power play. Yes, even a five on three where I like DJ Smith going with five forwards attacking in the 40 seconds. He had to try and create something, but twice on those second period power plays, it was the immediate face-off loss, followed by a clear. You lose momentum, and there goes the first 15 seconds of the power play. It was really the first and third periods I thought were pretty well played by the Ottawa yeah. Senators. The second, though, was atrocious. They just didn't seem sharp, whether it was the power play or at five-on-five, five, and it was costly with two goals that ended up being all that got past Anton Forsberg with the other pair of goals in the third period, both coming against an empty net. Yep. But that was a three-minute-from-hell period, and it pay, it cost the Ottawa Senators tonight. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I thought the Senators controlled uh, the pace of game, like you mentioned, for a good chunk of the game here. But when you get a hot goalie like Andy and you can't capitalize on the power play, a 2-1 win, essentially what this is, without the empty netters, is going to seal the deal, unfortunately. Yeah, I thought it was good hockey, good goaltending as a goalie-friendly show. Yep. And like. That's what Craig Anderson's on his game, eh? Like, he's always stand up, kicking it out. How about on Zub in the last minute, that shot, it might have been tipped in front. And he's like, you know, kick kick save and sliding in through it. He had the poke check on Timmy where he was trying to cut into the middle, the sprawling. Like, that's just Craig Anderson hockey. And it's so funny that Ottawa Senators fans have loved using the term sensed as kind of an adjective, like, we got you that's Craig Anderson to a T he's the original sensor like this guy how many times did he face 45 50 shots at the end of his time in Ottawa even at the beginning when he was in his Vesna like caliber where he had I think he was fifth one year fourth another in Vesna voting and like that's just exactly what he can do steal a game yeah. and that's not to say the Sens didn't have their issues and we'll, we can get into those but especially in the third period there were a couple opportunities where I thought they deserved better and then Tyler Mott's breakaway that doesn't convert. There's the play earlier on in the game. Timmy had a partial break. Giroux in the third yeah. period got a got a solid wrister off, but really they just couldn't convert on their opportunities. Yeah, Ross, there was a lot of opportunities for this team to convert, and uh, I was feeling pretty good about it. That's why I headed to betonline.ag to try to cash in on a live bet here because betonline.net and betonline.ag is your number one source for all your sports betting needs they got all the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find it's your source for all your sports wagering info live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there including hockey it's betonline.net where the game starts all right and we thank bet online for helping us out with the postcast this year and we're going to be with you after each and every Ottawa Senators game. It will be live. It will be on our YouTube channel. And then 
we will ju- we will jump in the chat afterwards. So we're going to do it whether it's live or I mean, we don't want to have it like this again where we have to record, but we're going to do about 10 minutes that that will be cut for audio for your drive to work. But otherwise, we'll hit the extra music, stick around, and we will be engaging in the conversation in the chat afterwards. Of course, today is uh, an odd one, not only for us, but we got a couple notes on Twitter saying maybe it's a more widespread issue than just restream because Sportsnet on Sportsnet now is cutting a commercial in the middle of play a couple times tonight. Yeah, I'm glad that didn't happen uh, to me at least, but uh, maybe it would have been fortunate. I would have been yelling and screaming at the TV a little less. So in this game, Brady Kachuk opens the scoring for the Ottawa Senators. The open opens the season scoring, and he becomes the first captain to score the season opening goal for the Ottawa Senators since you guessed it, Daniel Alfredson did so on October 3rd, 2009 yeah. against the New York Rangers were feeling good. Brady was looking up at the crowd, gave him one of these, like, let's hear it. He said at intermission that that's more Sens fans than he feels he can remember seeing in a road environment. I love that. The sickos were tweeting us pictures of boots on the ground. Absolutely love that. But then where did it fall apart to you in that second period where the Sabres, they dominated the shot clock, they dominated what felt like possession, and they also completed way more of their passes and there were also a lot of penalties involved as well. So it was a little bit choppy flow-wise. Yeah, I think once the Sabres got that first goal and tied it up, the momentum really swung in their favor. Like they got a lot, a big boost from the home crowd. And then Rasmus Dahlin, he shows why he's one of, one of the great young defensemen in this league, carries the puck in and follows it up by staying in front at the net. And the Sens just weren't ready for him to be right there. And he beats Forsberg on a quick shot. So that was that was tough for sure. And the Senators, they just weren't able to beat Andy after that. Anderson made 35 saves on 36 shots. Oh, why don't I? I just need to get this stat off my chest. And then we can get into as well some Sen Central standouts. And one in particular who was playing in his first NHL game. But Craig Anderson now one and one against the Ottawa Senators in his career after leaving Ottawa. He played them before, but I need it to be a revenge game. So for that. We need it to be afterwards. So he's one and one with a 1.50 goals against average, 1.5, and a 9.52 save percentage. You might say, oh, small sample size. Well, if you add him with Robin Leonard, Ben Bishop, Ben Elliott, Ray Emery, and Andrew Hammond, they have a combined three regulation losses against the Ottawa Senators in 42 games. Three regulation losses, Kelsey, in 43 games. The old Sens goalies, they they have (laughs) their number. Like, that is incredible stats. If only they could play that incredible when they're on this team. I mean, some of these guys, Anderson, uh, Bishop, uh, they were solid when they were here. Leonard even, too. But, yeah, that's tough when the, uh, the, the old tendies come back to town and shut the door. Wow. That, to me, is one of the most incredible stats of all time 30 3 and 10 what is the stat line and you can go to twitter at send central and see uh the in-depth kind of the goals against and say percentage of each one of those guys but the, you know why this is even more prevalent right matt murray's next up on saturday i know night. yeah that'll be interesting for sure <laughs> we're gonna get into that more on tomorrow's locked on senators make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts including on YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow is by telling a friend to subscribe to Locked On Senators. We know the bandwagon 
is going to fill up. And don't, I'm seeing some overreactions on the timeline, Pelsey. It's one of 82. There was some sloppiness. There's no question about that, but I'm not ready to hit the panic button. Now, if they lose against the Leafs, I'll, I'll, uh, you know what? I won't be puffing my chest as much heading into the home opener. Still going to have an absolute time. Stanley's Bar and Grill pregame, Sense Central section, but I'm not. What is it in the playoffs? You're not in trouble till you lose at home. Let's go with that yeah. throughout the regular season as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy into that for sure. Uh, Ross, you, you want to hit the people with your Sense Central standout? Yeah, it's got to be Jake Sanderson. I mean, noticeable every shift, calm, cool, collected. You see him at the end of the game. DJ Smith throws him out. It doesn't work, but he throws him out there with the extra attacker. And that just shows you like mature beyond his years. And I thought Jake Sanderson had, had a heck of a game tonight. Like you look at the box score, not anything necessarily jumps out. Dash one, one shot on goal, two hits, one giveaway. But get this second among all Senators defensemen in ice time, played 22 minutes and 21 seconds and was second as well to Travis Hamanick in shorthanded time on ice. Pilsy, over four minutes of his ice time was shorthanded. So you're seeing the makings of a reliable coach's dream just 60 minutes into his NHL career, and he's already being relied upon in those important situations. And, I mean, he passes the eye test swimmingly as well. I don't I don't know. I thought Sanderson had an adequate game. I know really? a lot of people on Twitter were really hyped. I thought there was a lot of young mistakes. Uh, there was a couple times where he kind of left the puck there for a veteran guy to go in and then the Sabres were able to break out. And I'm not saying he had a bad game, but I'm not hopping on the hype train as much as you and the rest really? of Twitter with Sanderson. I thought he had an okay game. I, my sense of central standout, ooh, haven't said that in a while, um, is going to go to another defenseman. I thought Eric Branson had an incredible game. Like, look at that pass that he made to set up Drake Batherson, and then Batherson gets all that space and feeds it to Brady, who makes no mistake. And I thought every time Brandy had the puck in his own end, he was able to skate out of uh, the zone with ease. He was able to move around other um, Buffalo Sabres in his way. I thought for someone that I was down on in the preseason, Brandy really had an excellent game in my mind. Uh, although he didn't play the big minutes Sanderson played, I thought he stood out for me. Yeah, I liked what I saw of Eric Branchman as well. I think that the uh, defenseman on the top pair would be the guys I'd be looking to hoping to have a better performance tonight. Big time. But uh, yeah, I'll agree with you on the fact that there was uh, the one goal, although I wouldn't say it's so much his fault. I mean, Hammond kind of left his guy to the back. It was both of them, yeah. Joseph loses the puck battle at the offensive blue line as well, and that's what allowed the the odd man rush to go the other way. You got to give them a little credit too with Cousins and and Paterka passing it back and forth there, but I would have liked to see Joseph uh, win that battle. But yeah, Sanderson certainly didn't look perfect on that one, but Overall, I still thought he, he had a pretty solid showing. So I'll, I'll stand with my, my guy on that one. But um, but no, what were who are you mentioning afterwards was Eric Branstrom. Yeah, no, I thought he had a solid game, uh, not only offensively, but I thought there were a couple of times where he was positioned well. There was yeah. the one goal where he and Holden were out on the ice, though, and I didn't love the communication between the two of them. It was the Dahlin one where Krebs is behind the net, and as he switched sides, Branstrom, I think, jumped a little too early and left the front of the net to try to attack Krebs, and Holden was still facing the wrong way. So as he was pivoting, Darlene can just kind of cut in the middle and, yeah. and made no mistake on that one. But yeah, all in all, I'd say a solid game. What's going on with that top pair, though? Like, like Zub and Shabbat were not at their best. And we knew that Zub's a little nicked up in practice the other day, but 
Yeah. That was not a solid performance. Shabbat had to bail him out that one play where he got kind of caught up and run over by Alex Tuck in, in center ice. But all in all, not the best game for the top pair. Yeah, I mean, looking at natural stat trick, they're Corsi 4 and Corsi against. Corsi 4, 8, Corsi against 13 with a percentage of 38.1. That's not great for your top pair. So that's got to improve. But hey, at least uh, the the young defensemen in Sanderson and uh, Branstrom, sure, they were on the ice for a couple of goals, but I, I thought they played better than that top pair. Yeah, and, and at five on five, um, you, you look at it uh, or with uh, the top line out there, rather, at five on five, and, and I thought that Stutzler was was buzzing. I think he could have he had a little luck tonight, but what would, what would you say to those who, you know, whether it was the breakaway, he, he does have a habit, and I, I, I didn't think any of it was diving, but to, to fall off his, his feet quite a bit. I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't look great, but he's going so fast that any that, little thing is going to trip him up. Yeah, and I guess with strength, you hope that you can keep the speed but gain a little balance because, yeah, it's not like he's flailing and trying to draw calls, but it, what happens is he's taking himself out of the subsequent play, right? Like the breakaway, yeah, he missed it, but he could have still pursued the puck and then moved it again and gotten it, but instead he's he's cartwheeling into the boards and then he has to reset and get up. So hopefully it comes with time because the electricity is there every time he touches the puck. So I'm excited to see him in Toronto. I'm hopeful that he'll put on a show uh, against the Leafs. We have plenty more about this game we want to get into, and we're going to save some of it for tomorrow's locked on senators, but your overall thoughts on this performance from the Sens, like, is it as easy as saying we got goalied or is it a little more intricate than that? I, I think it's mostly we got goalied and we got goalied by Craig Anderson. We all know what that's like, like we've talked about. And yeah, the two empty net goals. I mean, really, this is a 2-1 game that Buffalo holds on to. So the result is disappointing, especially with all the hype and Buffalo being a team that really the Senators should be on top of. But I'm nowhere near the panic button. Just disappointed, I guess, is it. Out of the 36 shots for the Ottawa Senators, it was Alex Dabrinkit leading the way he had seven shots on goal Brady Kachuk had five nobody else with more than two and in goal Anton Forsberg 32 saves on 34 shots all right Pilsy what do you say we leave it there for tonight with the postcast we look forward to getting back into the restream studio where we can interact on the postcast chat but for now we'll say goodbye after a 4-1 Ottawa Senators loss to the Buffalo Sabres and we'll have more tomorrow on Locked On Senators for Brandon Piller I'm Ross Levitan. This has been an exclusive postcast uh, from the Locked On Senators podcast. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day.